Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Episode 6 of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We've got a great show for you today with Greg Kaplan and Ryan Mead, the host of Blue Shirts Breakaway, which is another phenomenal New York Rangers podcast. I highly recommend following those guys and listening to their podcast, but we've got that. We've got a lot more, a lot of fun on today's episode. We've got a lot of laughs. Honestly, just a great half an hour, great humor. We've got all that and we've got a lot more, so let's get into it. I'm very excited to announce a new sponsor, new partnership for the podcast. Like I said at the start of the show, this episode is presented by Blue York. For those of you who don't know who they are, they're a fan-made brand who make custom designs, content, and apparel for the Blue Shirts. I just locked up a partnership with them, and I'm excited to be working together. Check them out at I Am Blue York on social media, and use code Johnny to get 15% off on their website at IamBlueYork.com. That's I-A-M-B-L-U-E-Y-O-R-K.com. They've got a lot of cool merchandise, cool t-shirts, cool hoodies, anything you want, you name it. Go to their site and use my code Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, get 15% off. They got awesome stuff and you want to gear up now for the next season because after what I saw tonight from the New York Knicks, I cannot wait for the New York Rangers to get back into the NHL playoffs. The First of all, I, th- I think just, I don't want to talk about basketball too much because it's a New York Rangers podcast and a hockey podcast, but I think it's official that sports are back. It is great to see you know, 10,000 plus 15,000 plus fans at Madison Square Garden. Again, I don't think there's a better atmosphere to watch a playoff game, no matter the sport. And I think we're so close to getting back to normal life and just seeing a sold out MSG made it so much better. But I don't want to talk about the Knicks too much. We are a Rangers podcast, but I actually do want to start a rumor that you guys can say that I started. Jack and Quinn Hughes will one day be New York Rangers. I don't think that's actually a fact. I don't know what else to say. It's from a drunk conversation, but I was at a bar in New York City. I forgot the name of the bar. We were in the West Village. Um, I should remember, but I don't. And I looked to my left and I'm like, these two guys look so familiar. Like I, I know them. And honestly, like after a minute, it clicked to me. I was like, oh my God, that's Jack and Quinn Hughes. So I went up to them, like said, what up? Talked to them for a little bit, got some drinks together, had a good time. I was asking them about New York, if they get recognized. And they're like, no, like no one really recognizes us. And I was like, that's crazy. You guys would love New York. It's the best. And Jack was like, yeah, I love it here. I always come out to New York City. It's a great time. Quinn was like, yeah, it's so much fun, blah, blah, blah. So I said to them, like drunkenly, I was like, I'm going to start the rumor. I have a Rangers podcast that you guys are going to be Rangers one day. And they like laughed about it. They thought it was cool. So now this is happening. I'm starting the rumor. Jack and Quinn both love New York City. So you heard it from me first. If, you know, we look four or five years from now and one of them is on the Rangers, you can say Johnny Lazarus on the Believe in Rangers podcast said this would happen and now it's actually happening. So you heard it from me. Jack and Quinn will be on the Rangers at some point in the next 10 years. Probably not going to happen, but if it does happen, I started it. So they're great guys. Huge Jack and Quinn Hughes fans. Josh Norris from the Senators and Will Lockwood from the Canucks were also there. We had a great day. New York City is coming back slowly, but it's great to see life again back in the Big Apple. It's great to see a lot of people out and about. The weather was beautiful. 
it just it just feels like life is coming back. It's an amazing feeling. And I honestly, I don't have any questions from listeners this week. So I'm a little disappointed in the usual guys like Luke Legrano and Rami Levy who ask questions. So I need other people to step it up, ask your questions. I know there's not much to talk about. I don't want to talk about the Rangers head coach thing a little more because we dive into it in the interview with Ryan and Greg. I know everyone's asking my opinion about who the next coach should be. I've said it a million times. I want Gerard Gallant, but I'm cool with Messier. We talk about it in the interview. So I don't want to talk too much more. I do want to go right into this interview with Greg Kaplan and Ryan Mead. They're literally two of the funniest dudes that you can find on Twitter, especially when it comes to Rangers content. So highly recommend listening to their podcast and throwing them a follow. But I'm going to send it over to them now. You guys are going to love this interview. Enjoy. I'm very excited to be joined by the hilarious duo from the Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast. Two of my favorite guys to follow on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Greg Kaplan and Ryan Mead. Boys, what's going on? It's a pleasure being second billing. Yeah, I, w- I want to I wanna just <laughs> pound home the point that he said my name first. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen right away. <laughs> well, I, ha- I had to put the Jewish guy before, obviously. Damn right. Members yep. of the tribe, we stand exactly. together. There's a lot of jokes I can make right now, and I will not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, I told you if you started the Temple of Fox, you would have been first probably. Listen, you know? there were plenty of people that tried to do that right away. They were like, what about Temple of Fox? I was like, go ahead. I don't have the right to do this. This is not, <laughs> this is not for me. I'm not stopping. Go ahead. I don't care. No, I feel you, boys. But it's been... A pretty weird off season. Does it even feel like an off season for you guys? Because there's been a lot of shit going on that, like, we, yeah, we, you know, we just recorded our, our OT, and I was like, well, we had nothing to talk about for the first time in five months. And I don't know how to do this anymore. We did this for nine <laughs> months straight, talking about literally nothing during the pandemic and just shut shut down to go on the roller coaster ride of just straight uh, illicit. I, I call it illicit drugs straight into your veins for four months with the Rangers has been uh, quite the ride, a surprise and turn every single week. Yeah, and then you add in the fact that each of the last two Wednesdays, New York Rangers have decided to fire somebody else. Mm-hmm. So then we get to a Wednesday this week where finally they don't. Awfully nice of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it the last week, it's funny. The offseason feels like it's already lasted seven years for the Rangers, mm-hmm. even though it's only been three weeks. And the fact that it's been really quiet for a week is almost unsettling. And I'm not sure how to feel about it. Well, I was actually cracking up. I think it was you, Ryan. But yesterday on Twitter, when the Rangers hired Mike Greer, and you like, I think I think you quoted saying, uh, "I genuinely thought something bad happened again." And it's like so true. Every time you see that that art graphic from the Rangers, it's like, "Oh no, what the fuck happened now?" We're parting ways with. Oh wait, nobody's left. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. That's what, that's what I expected. Also, it's so funny. I mean, Mike Greer, in my opinion, is a great hire. Obviously, him and Drew go back. Drug. Um, like we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> he was a, he was a tough player. So I, I said the Rangers got tougher in the front office. Maybe that'll help on the ice. You know, Se- seems cool. So obviously, <laughs> like it's like, hey, Drury knows the guy. That's like me hiring like a friend I knew at an old job like for a long time. Like, hey, you did your job, right? He's like, yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm in charge now. Come on over. And that's exactly what the hire is. Yeah, we also don't really know what the hell a hockey advisor does. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't name one thing that Brian Leach should be given credit for while he was in the exact same position. I, your guess is as good as mine. I, I, I wish I could say what exactly Mike Greer or yeah, Mike Greer, right? I yeah, think yeah, his Mike. brother's Will Greer who played baseball once upon a time. I think I saw, yeah, I saw that on ESPN there night. Yeah. I, I hope Mike Greer brings something to the front office that will help. And if it helps Chris Jury, then great, but I can't sit here and say, my career is going to do X, Y, Z, because I don't know what the hell Brian Leach did. I honestly didn't know Brian Leach had a job until he got fired. I was just going to no say idea. the same thing. I had no idea Leach worked for the Rangers. <laughs> I, did, I did know that. But even when Bukaboom came on the show, thanks to you, 
Um, and then after that, I'm sure he got yelled at. I'm positive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, well, he was like, yeah, I scout for the Rangers. And we were like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, we, had, I, we had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know that either. I, I, I thought he was the assistant coach. because I know he was like one of them in 2016, but I didn't know that he was a scout now. I think he was like on the bench for a bit. Couple yeah, years. he was. He spent a, he spent a year behind the bench with the Rangers. He did, mm-hmm. for well, sure. But they don't get rid of anybody that's like on those great teams. They can just keep paying them. Yeah, and I mean, who do you guys want to be the next head coach? I know you've talked about it on Blue Shirts Breakaway, but I don't know if, if that's like a hot take kind of thing, or if you want to have a change your opinion on this show. No, <laughs> I'll let Greg go. He says it's better than I do. Yeah, I want is a loaded question. Let me put it this way: unless Rod Brindamore for some reason doesn't get re-signed in Carolina. I don't think there's a single person out there that I would qualify as a want. Mm-hmm. I think there are less worse options. I said this a couple times. I said it on our show. I've said it on Twitter. It's just this coaching search has been the most boring coaching search in New York sports history. I can't compare it to anything I've ever experienced as a fan of multiple teams from the city of New York. If it's Gerard Gallant, there will be a, I think, vocal minority very happy about it, and I'd be happy for them, but I'm not going to sit here and say that he excites me. If it was Rick Tockett, I think I'd just be a different flavor of vanilla than I would be with Gerard Gallant. If it was John Tortorella, I would hate it, but it would provide mm-hmm. me with a whole lot of content, which <laughs> I would enjoy. If it was Mike Babcock, I'd have to question a lot of things about decisions I've made in my life. That, I completely agree with that entire take. Yeah, I... I, I wish I can sit here and tell you, this isn't even me withholding and Ryan's not withholding anything either. Neither of us could sit here and tell you like, we hope it's X. Yeah. I, we hope it's Brindamore, but it's not going to be Brindamore. Outside I, of Brindamore, I don't have a hope. I'll I give just, you this. I'd rather be Chris Knobloch. I'm serious. Like I know well, that's what about crazy. The thing. What do you think about Messier? Whatever, bro. That's no? no, come on. You don't want to mark, mark, mark. Hold on. I don't want to slide to Mark Messier, but I'm about to rip it. Yeah. How are you going to rip Mark Messier? Watch this. I'm about to do it. You can flip <laughs> this and post it for people to yell at me, whatever. <laughs> um, it's we, we rewatch the games. I'll just say the hat trick is weak. Okay. It's a little bit. <laughs> what, the, game, the game six conference final hat trick. Yeah. I'll just say it's a little weak, Mark. Yeah. Right? Hat trick in the third period. Yeah. It's, that's Listen. Weak. Okay. It's a little weak. All right. Go back and watch the actual goals. Not really that. Come on, Mark. And then, <laughs> but the really like, you don't, you want the guy who hasn't really had any head coaching experience. Who's now uh, had multiple business uh, snafus is now shilling NFTs and like vitamin waters on radio shows. And then immediately puts himself in the coaching coaching like search after he's pretty much already flamed the Rangers over and over and over again over the years. And they've distanced themselves. Like all of a sudden it's like, Hey, we want we want Mark Messier back. Like the dude's a legend. He's absolute. He literally is a top five Ranger of all time. It's probably pretty easy, mm-hmm. especially because of the hat trick. I just slander, <laughs> but that's not the guy you want. It's just not, he's, he's, he's never coached. You kind of have to earn it. He's just, he's like, Hey, I'm Mark Messier. I can do anything. Uh, I can do it. We won't really know that. And I don't want to find out. I honestly think it's worth it just to take a shot in the dark for like one year to see how it goes. Like, we're, like if the Rangers don't make the playoffs next season, it's not Wait, like, you're a Mark Messier guy. No, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not so against it. I'm not so I'm, I'm Gerard Gallant. I think Gallant's the best guy for the job, but, okay. but I'm not so against the Mark oh, Messier idea. You're that one. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. All these guys, all these guys grew up probably idolizing a player like Mark Messier and to just have the chance to play for him. He's a guy that clearly inspires players when he was a player. Bro, so I, I can tell can... you for a fact, Artemi Panarin did not grow up idolizing Mark Messier. No, he probably grew up idolizing Kovalev though, who played with Messier. 
I don't know if he did Kovalev either. I'll be honest with you. And Kovalev, Kovalev and Messier, like, go ahead, Greg. I'll, I'll say this though: if you want a ninety, if you want a ninety-four Ranger, why not Kovalev? He's at least coaching. Yeah, he's at least a coach. Is he where? Yeah. He's in uh, the KHL. Yeah, yeah the I didn't know stars. that. Well, yeah. dude, there, there's something. That's something to clip right there. We got, Co- we're gonna get Kovalev. The three of us. <laughs> we'll get Kovalev oh, on. Yeah, yeah I. I, I <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Kovalev, Kovalev as head coach would just. I mean, it's not very different from what uh, David Quinn did, but he would yeah. just like he'd put Adam Fox out there for 12 minutes straight without any shifts and just be like, "What well, I did it." No big deal. Yeah, and then they benched me for like three ships straight. So whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Messier guy or whatever. Uh, I think he is a great player, a legend all time and all that stuff, just not a coach. Definitely not. Totally understandable. I mean, I, I just think it's like, a, you know, why not try it for a year and see how it goes? Like, it's not like we're losing anything in a year, you know? But I'd rather have, I'd rather have Rick Nash be the coach. Than Mark. I mean, I, I, I would I'll love push. to keep Quinn. I'll put, uh, yeah, the, I'm not getting started. I, like I, don't, I don't need, I don't need people getting angry at yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I just um, let her mark Messi. We're not defending Quinn now. Are you kidding uh, me? <laughs> but I, I'll say, I'll say this. If you, you're, you're saying there's nothing to lose for a year. I'm going to argue that there's a shitload to lose in a year for the New York Rangers. Yeah. This is big. They got to make a decision on Mika Zibanejad this year. They're going to make a decision this offseason on which star player they're going to trade for and then have to either extend or keep paying beyond this year. They have to make a Pavel Buchnevich decision this year. They have a Adam Fox extension coming up very quickly that they're going to have to make a decision on. They have an Igor Shosturkin extension that they have to make a decision on. Next year is a very important year for the New York Rangers in terms of where people think this franchise is going for the next five, six, seven years beyond this. So I don't think you can just – which is – I was never a fire Quinn guy, but if you were going to pull the plug, you pull the plug this off season. So you could bring in a guy you think is going to be the answer. And you can, instead of trying to rip off another layer to this research paper that the Rangers are trying to write here, they're just going to get right. The window is open. James Dolan has said the window is open. So they are not in a position to just roll the dice on a coach, which is part of the reason why this coaching search is so boring. They're not going to go for Chris Knobloch. They're not going to go for, um, Kronberg, whatever the Swedish national team coach's name is. They're not going to try something that hasn't been tried because they need this to work. And the only way, the way that the 200 hockey men work is, well, the only way it could possibly work is for us to hire someone that has already made it work once. And that, that to me is why this is so boring. You're going to end up with Gallant, Boudreaux, Hartley, Babcock, Tortorella. You're going to end up with these names that you've heard all about. And there's a reason why half of them are no longer coaching in the NHL, but they all have a track record. They've all had some modicum of success and they're all going to be able to do something that this Ranger front office likes. Do I think it's going to result in the Stanley cup? No, I don't think there's a single candidate that we've heard that will guarantee the New York Rangers a Stanley cup. But at the same time, is Gerard Gallant a bad coach? No, he's going to do perfectly fine with the Rangers. The Rangers will probably win 60% of their games. I just have no idea what the hell that guy's going to do in the playoffs. And I know that, his last two coaching stops, he's pissed enough people off that he hasn't seen a third season. Also so, doesn't seem like the best. I don't know what I, I'm supposed to be excited about. Yeah, I watched like a lot of interviews with Galan. He did one on a radio show on YouTube a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this is going to be the guy I have to cover. He like doesn't really say a lot. Mm-hmm. Very close, very protective of his players. Not really friendly, media friendly, all that stuff. And that's just my bias being like, well, this guy isn't really going to be the most fun to cover. He might win. Like Elaine Vigneault, is he fun to cover? No, he sucked. <laughs> it's tough covering him. It was miserable. And, and I don't care. If, I don't really care about if it's fun to cover Gallant or not. If I think he's an amazing, great coach, 
I think he can get you to the promised land. Can he win it? That's really the big question. Yeah. And, and the whole coaching thing, the whole point I was trying to make with Messier was I just hate the fact that, like you said, Greg, that the NHL just recycles coaches through teams each team. Yeah. That, that, well, that's that, why I like Knobloch. Yeah. yeah that, no, that, I agree. To, that to me is why I, I entertain the idea. I wish the Rangers would go off the beaten path again. It would be mm-hmm. great. It would be good content for everybody. And we'd all be able to figure out, like, it was this great or was this terrible? Yeah. But they went off the beaten path with Quinn. Clearly, Dolan didn't like it. So they're not going to go off the beaten path this time. That's why this coaching search is just straight vanilla. There's nothing fun about it. And speaking of good coaches, something that I've been dying to ask you face-to-face, Greg, Uh John, John Cooper, Tampa Bay lightning. They're actually down to nothing right now. I bet the Panthers money line tonight. So I'm really really hoping they hang on, but what is this whole lightning cheating scandal? I always see you tweeting about it, but I don't, I I don't, don't you you don't know, bro. You're on law. No, I know. I know the salary cap issue kind of, but I I don't know like the full details. So I need to know what's going on in your brain about this whole lightning cheating. It's not that hard. Or the, or the Kucherov Stamkos not playing all year. Is that what it's really about? Yes. Well, okay. I I, I do think some people are, are are twisting my words a little bit. Um, Uh, Yeah. I want to hear it from your mouth directly. Kucherov had to get surgery. I get that. I'm not saying he didn't somehow get surgery. You 100% got hip surgery. That's great. To me, it, it's, it, it comes down to whether you think cap circumvention is cheating or if it's just the people who say it isn't will come out, will go everywhere. You know, the Greg Wyshynski's of the world, we could say. For sure. They'd sit down and say, listen, this mechanism available to every team. Every team could do this if they had to have these circumstances to them. It's not a benefit that the Tampa Bay Lightning had to go the entire year without Nikita Kucherov, blah, 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 blah. Here's how it's cheating. And this is the point that I rail home, and I don't care how many times <laughs> Joe Smith talks about it. Nikita Kucherov <laughs> was ready to play in games a month ago, and the Lightning didn't because they knew they couldn't fit him under the salary cap. Steven Stamkos, I'm not convinced. Stamkos is the one that I'm not convinced actually got hurt. I'm convinced Stamkos needed a break from whatever injury that he had, and they were going to allow Kucherov to skate in practice because Stamkos needed his little two-week siesta that he had to take. And to me, listen, if you want long-term IR and you want to replace these guys with salary cap, that's, that's good, great, fine. I, I understand it. Over the regular season, it makes a whole lot of sense. Why there isn't a salary cap for the playoffs – Someone is going to have to explain to me and make it make sense because it, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a hundred million dollar plus salary cap in their salary in their lineup for the playoffs in a league that doesn't allow you to field a lineup over 81 and a half million for the 56 game regular season. But all of a sudden you get to the playoffs, most important hockey of the entire season. And now you can just be like, by the way, money doesn't exist. What the fuck? What are we yeah. doing? Now you're making a great point. It, listen, I get it. It's not actually cheating. They're not breaking a rule at the same fucking time. No, no, time. they are cheating. <laughs> it's fucking cheating. They found a loophole. Well, yeah. it, it just, it drives me. It, you need to point these out. We didn't ask. What's up? You need to oh, bleep you, these out. Yeah, are, you, about, are, you, are you a cursing podcast? Oh, yeah. Say whatever you want. Oh, oh fantastic. Because yeah. I'm about to fucking go. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to they, just make sure. I, no, yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. Thank the, you for the, the respect, Ryan. <laughs> I'm producer, you know. <laughs> the thing, the thing that pisses me off the most, and it goes back to last offseason, the Tampa Bay Lightning didn't have the money to keep both of Anthony Sorelli and Mikhail Sergachev. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Kucherov needs surgery. Now we have the money. We can sign whoever the fuck we want. What? It's just why have a salary cap if we're not going to follow the salary cap? I'm all for getting rid of the salary cap. Get fucking rid of it. Who wants it? It's suppressing. Make it flexible. Make it soft. Well, then you make it like baseball, and then everyone goes to whoever's going to pay them, you know? 
What, what's wrong I, with that? Well, free market, baby. I guess, well, for, for us, for being in New York, yeah, it'd be good for us. Yeah, guess, that's, you know? the, that's yeah. the United States free yeah. market. You know, right? Yes. What, what's wrong? What's wrong? Listen, it should cost the Florida Panthers more money to keep their players because they play in fucking Sunrise. Like, it, <laughs> it, that should be the rule. If you want to play in Florida, great. We'll pay you $15 million to do it because we know you don't want to live here. And the players could then freely say, absolutely, that sounds great. I don't – why Why have a salary cap? Wait, what I, players no would want to live in Florida? Have you ever been to Sunrise, Johnny? Yeah, I love it there. I want no, to be there. Don't. In yeah. Sunrise? No. I for sure would. No, you went to Gainesville. You didn't live in fucking Sunrise. I didn't go to Gainesville. I was just there for a couple weeks. But uh-huh. I would love to play in Florida. Over like fucking Columbus, Winnipeg, Edmonton. I would love to play in Florida. I, 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 I'm not going to disagree with you. And no state think, tax. I don't think you've ever been to Sunrise, though, Johnny. I, I, I'm, I think you're thinking of Miami. I think no, you're thinking of Tampa. You don't think I have gra- I don't have grandparents there? Come on. <laughs> I know. That's the – listen, I love my grandma. God love her. I ain't looking to go to Sunrise anytime soon, buddy. That's every kid's dream, playing the NHL and go home to grandma. Yeah, that's it. Just go for the cookies. Like, yeah, if you score, honey, here's a cook. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna call bullshit on you wanting to play in Sunrise. But, hey, listen, if there wasn't a salary cap, they could pay you whatever they wanted. You could play there. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think, like, just – I, I guess I am a warm weather kind of guy, so I would love Florida. But if you talk to, you know, a couple other guys, they might not be yeah, there's as... There's so many other warm weather cities besides Sunrise that you can play in. Oh, dude, I'd rather play in LA. I'd ra- I mean, I'm just saying I wouldn't mind playing in Florida, you know? Okay. I, I, I Listen, I can't fight it with Tampa, but yeah. I'm going mean, to should Sunrise. They should move the team to Miami. Free the market Airlines. capitalism <laughs> is what I'm discussing. <laughs> Well, Ryan, let's let's dive into you. Uh, I know Greg is Why? the well, Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> cheating, and now I, well, I want to hear your Sam Rosen perfect excuse me season. Oh, Sam is a legend. Um, I think a lot of people ask for Sam to be put out to pasture very often because of his uh, antics on calling games, which is he can't really call them anymore and he can't doesn't really see the ice. I want to also give him an excuse for the year, an excuse me moment for me uh, itself is. He had to call the games a lot of the time from the road. He's never really done that uh, via television. He's always been an excuse me king, of course, but uh, this year, especially, I think it was every single game he had a rather than or excuse me or one moment where he mixed a player from one one or the other. Uh, dude's a legend. It's just like coming home to grandma in Florida. You know, just makes me feel safe, warm, and all that. But I could see why if you were uh, like uh, a stickler and you wanted to move on from Sam Rosen, like I get it, but he's my grandpa and I want to hang. Yeah, no, I, I honestly like can't imagine watching a Ranger game without Sam Rosen calling it. I mean, obviously, besides NBC, oh, they're going to fire Nationals him next Allies. week, so get ready. That's not. You think I'm so? Just no, I'm uh, not. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> I mean, yo, if this happens, though, I'm so sorry. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't mean it. It's good to have the clip though ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, right. You got it. Like, oh, insider Ryan Mead dropped it on this podcast. Like, okay, cool. Are, yeah. are, Ryan, are you a Mets guy also, or is that just you, Greg? No, I just Greg. All right. Well, something I'm very curious about. Obviously, like the Kevin Pillar thing. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but Greg, you can kind of attest this a little more than Ryan. What do you think is like a more painful situation? What Kevin Pillar had happened to him the other night? Or I don't know if you remember that Mark Stahl slap shot like five years back, like like right here. Like, dude, I, I watched that baseball play and I'm like, I if I was Kevin Pillar, I would never step in the batter's box ever again. Yeah, it. I don't know. It's tough because that's like, I, that's a draw. Yeah, it, it well, it's just like, Getting hit by a puck is such a different sensation than getting hit by a baseball. Mm-hmm. They both, uh, let me be perfectly clear, they both fucking suck. <laughs> I'm not saying one is less enjoyable than the other. I think, man, I want to say 
it's the baseball because at least with the puck, you have an idea as to where it's going. But with the baseball, when the pitcher is getting ready to throw it, you literally have no idea where this ball is going to travel, high and tight, down and away, middle of the strike zone, high, low, wherever you put it. You're guessing 100% of the way, and you're getting less than a like two-tenths of a second to figure out what the hell this baseball is doing. With a puck, they're all kind of going in the same direction. I understand there's a guess as to high and low. I understand that it can get deflected on the way there. But you have an idea as to what you're getting into when a puck is being shot towards the net. With a baseball, you, you just you don't have any time to react. Forget mm-hmm. about it. I, yeah. I, I'm. It was. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of Kevin Ballard today. Oh, I saw. It looks like he's having an allergic reaction to the fact that he has. He wanted to. He wanted to be in the lineup. Day yeah, one. he looks like he looks like Will Smith and, and Hitch when he has. He's. The, he's yeah. first of all, member of the tribe. Shout out Kevin Pillar. Second oh, of all, he's one of us. I didn't know that. He has the he has a sleeve tattoo though. He can't get buried in cemetery. It's real. It's real bummer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, he's member of the tribe. But he's just a, he's a psychotic person. Like he he did the press conference the next day with two fucking cotton swabs shoved up his nose to stop mm-hmm. the bleeding twenty four hours after the fact. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm upset that I can't be in the lineup. Like, buddy, he's a hockey guy. He's a hockey guy. He's playing the wrong sport. D- John, I got a question for you. Did you see Did you see the story today about Chris Tanev and the Flames? No. What was that story? He, uh, in late March, uh, got boarded by Pierre-Luc Dubois and apparently played the rest of the season with broken ribs and a torn pectoral muscle. Jesus. Can, can you just walk me through the mindset that a human being needs to have in order to play through any of those kind of injuries? I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've ever played through like a serious injury. The worst injury I've ever really had was like spraining my AC joint and I was out for like two weeks, but... Um, I mean, I'll tell you firsthand, like watching your team play and being in the stands is definitely one of the worst feelings there is. Like I'd much rather, you know, suit up and sit on the bench and get benched the entire game than get scratched and be in a suit in the press box and have to watch. It's just like, it's, it's such a mentally like challenging thing to not be there with your teammates. So I do understand why he would dress, but the fact that he would go out and actually play with all those injuries is definitely a psycho move that probably 75% of players would not do in the regular season unless Calgary is battling for a playoff spot, which they were. Unfortunately, they fell short. But being in the stands in a suit in a press box, you ask any hockey player, 99% of them, no matter how injured they are, if you say they can dress and sit on the bench, they'd do it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with this. The, the Flames were eliminated from playoff contention on May 10th. Mm-hmm. Tanev played the final four games of the regular season after they had been eliminated. Yeah, that's and played 20-plus minutes yeah. a night. That's just stupid. What What are you doing? Yeah. It's not even, that's not Tanev. That should be on the organization, right? To be like, you, you know what? You're done. Thank you for being a warrior. You need to sit. Are we you sure the organization knew? Are we sure they knew? How, you know, how could how, they not? How could on, they not? Man. I don't, I don't know, man. Us. I don't know. I, I've, I've seen some guys that hide injuries. I, I've seen it. How do you, how do you, how hide? do you hide broken ribs? I've seen a guy hide a, like a brain injury or I've heard that's about insane. it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I dude, don't know. Hockey why players have, are a different breed. But I, I, I know they're a different breed, but why have medical staffs if they're not like if the medical staff's job is just to go up to the player and be like, hey, man, you good? Hey, you feeling good? Hire yeah. me. Like, well, you, look you, at look at Eichel, your boy, your, your guy's boy, Eichel. I mean, the team he wants you. No, but at least that. But they know the team and the player agree that there is an injury. Mm-hmm. What they disagree on is how to treat Proceed. the injury. Yes. But it should be the player's choice. It, we agree. I don't yeah. think anybody would disagree with that. Nobody. But. 
it's also it it is to a point the organization's responsibility to say we understand this is your choice but we have to protect you as well mm-hmm. and listen i I am team let Eichel get the surgery, especially with something as serious as a neck injury. If he's yeah. going to have more confidence with the surgery, get the neck, get the neck surgery. That is, that is fine. But with something that is fixable with just rest, like, mm-hmm. well, I think actually a torn pack, you need to get surgery to yeah, you do. Re- you do. reattach that to the fucking muscle. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Greg's, yeah, Greg's it, really loving the whole cursing thing. <laughs> oh, every, dude, every I do day, this podcast every, every week. Every it's like, <laughs> You're like, oh, no, that was a spree. He'll be over. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, no, he's I, I, get, I get more comfortable <laughs> with the more F-bombs that are dropped. No, because um, when we first left The Athletic, because I'm going to cut him off now. This, is, oh this is what we do. When we first left The Athletic, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Like, I started to be like, oh, Greg is cursing a lot. Like, I don't think this is. And now I'm just like, I'm numb to it. It's been like three yeah. weeks. You'll get there, buddy. It's I don't happy. even know. I honestly don't even notice it. Like, I know you don't know. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's just the word, like. The word fuck is just like. It's the best. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, a sentence it's a, filler it's a, for It's me. a comma for Greg. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of it. Because I was sitting the first time we were doing it when we were independent. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this, <laughs> the, but, now, to be fair, the first time we were independent, I ratched it up. I, I took right. it to a, a 11 because I could. And you should have. And, yeah. and I get that. But uh, I was uh, I was like, oh, wow. Like. This is we've really broken the record, and we had a lot of Tom Wilson just did some things to some players. True. Um, so we yeah, had a lot can, of reasons. Yeah, he he can get shit pumped. That's yeah, that's neither sure. here nor there. But but the t- my tan of point is <laughs> my tan of point is if the dude is playing hurt and he's trying to play through it, and you're you're fine with that, that's one thing. But when the season is done and you're eliminated from playoff contention, and it serves no purpose of having Chris Tanev in your life. First of all, it, it served no purpose to play those fucking games because the playoffs were occurring. And we're playing regular season games for two teams that are eliminated from the playoffs. NHL, unserious league. Anyway, your season is done, essentially. Why are you playing Chris Tanev? Rest that man. Can I hit you with a horrible but somewhat relevant example? Yes. So you obviously seen the movie Miracle? I have. So remember when, like, McClanahan, like, breaks his leg or whatever, and then Herb goes to Doc, like, if he plays – can he be seriously injured? And Doc well, that was, eh. that was well, a contusion. But, but maybe that's the Tanev situation too, you know? Like, he had a if, por- torn pectoral but and if broken he plays, ribs. Can he be seriously hurt? And maybe the Doc was like, eh. I think, I think there are ways you can break a rib and puncture your lung. So I think the, I think the argument here, can he get it more injured, is yes. <laughs> I, to, to a, it, in your defense, say someone tears a hamstring. I don't think you can tear it again if it's already torn once <laughs> so yes if you have a high pain tolerance to get through a tear like that uh go for it i guess mm-hmm. but also like that's not so bro i'm done help help your player <laughs> a little bit like allow him to get better so he can be ready for next season maybe no, I possibly i agree but he will have like six months off or whatever it is to you know rest up yeah, so great. Back, put back on cool yeah wait so uh, i uh I, I do want to transition into this. This is kind of funny. I've never asked anyone this question. I, I'm really excited to hear you guys answer it. Yes, but I will marry you. A hot dog is no, no. a so, so somewhat of a fuck, kill, marry, but, ba- oh, but, but, but based on hockey skill, like hockey talent, no looks involved, personality, like okay. literally just the talent and you as a fan. Okay, so, so I'm, we're fucking, not, we're not, I'm fucking grit. We're not, we're not talking about Brett. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm saying, I'm saying we're talking Kako, Fox, Zibanejad, fuck, kill, marry. You got to toss one of them. One of them is a ranger forever, and the other one is like you know a ranger for one more year, and then he gets traded. He's gonna marry Kako. Is my I, well, I figured that was. Yeah. A lot. What do you want me to do here? 
Like I, I probably well, who are you killing Foxy or Zabana? I, I probably kill Zabana Jad and then just hope Eichel gets here in time. Like that's really like <laughs> I'm down to replace. I'm I'm single and ready to mingle if, if he goes away. You know, <laughs> it's really like I, I could I could go either way. I'm very uh, agnostic when it comes to uh, Zabana Jad. I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a Ranger for a long time, and the, the plan is to have Eichel and him. But uh, I I do believe if the Rangers want to win a cup, it's up to Adam Fox Capocaco, not because Zabana Jad. I I kind of agree with that take. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I could be swayed though by Greg here. Um, well, I agreed with I agreed with everything Ryan said until he got to the point where it's up to Kako and not Mika Zibanejad for the Rangers to win a cup. Um, I first of all, Zibanejad is the one that I say, thank you for your service. Um, see you next time. You're killing Zibanejad. I am, but but it seemed like I he was going to rebuttal. <laughs> I, I'm 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 going to rebut this. I I just have a love for Kako that I can't uh, quit. Yeah, I mean, as, show the hat. I know. Really? Look at that. Church <laughs> um, I have a love for him that I can't quit, but if the New York Rangers want to win a Stanley Cup, Mika Zibanejad is going to be a bigger reason why than Kapokako. Here's how you get Kapokako killed. I agree. You replace Mika Zibanejad with Artemi Panarin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how you well, get Kako killed. If they, or, if you're wondering. Well, I, what happens if you put Lafreniere in there instead of Zibanejad? I'd still kill Lafreniere. <laughs> See, that, that's a little bonkers. I probably would take Lafreniere for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Kako does have some promise. I, oh, listen, that, it's there. No, no doubt. No doubt. No, I mean, I mean, more promise than than Lafreniere. Honestly, he might. Well, we'll you know, see. You know what the best part of this scenario is? We mm-hmm. don't have to play this game. Yeah, that's true. like we just we just get both. And it's we great. have both. That's great. That's true. That's great news. And hopefully, we are, they don't get traded. So based off that, I know I texted you guys previously about coming up with like a Rangers lineup of the last 10 years. We can go off the cuff. I don't know if you guys prepped this or not. I did not. It. Okay, well, it's fine. It's better for you guys to go off so the cuff. So are we just talking about five skaters, three forwards? No, we're talking first line, second line, third line, fourth line. Oh, man. no. Are you kidding me? We're going. We're going. I thought when okay. you texted me, bro, I was like, one line? I could do one line. Well, I, okay, how about this? I'll read, I'll read out my roster line by line, and you guys can maybe like cut a guy. Oh, and oh yeah. I'll tell you what you're wrong. Okay, so my first line from the Rangers of like 2012 till now. Okay. I have my first line as Zibanejad in the middle, obviously. Yep. Marion Gabrick and Artemi Panarin on a line together. Gabrick is your right wing? Gabrick is my, yeah. They're, Artemi and Gabrick are both playing the off wing. So, it is question. Was the cutoff in 2012? So, this is post Yager. Post Yager, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, think that, I think that's acceptable, that line. Then that's fine. I agree. You like that. Okay. Okay. My second line is Brad Richards in the middle. I have Matt Zuccarello, really? Matt Zuccarello on the right and Rick Nash on the left. I know oh, you no. guys aren't big Nash guys. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. no. Craig is a big Ryan's, Nash guy. Ryan's the idiot here. Okay. Um, I will put, I, I think it has to be step on. Over uh, yeah, I agree with Gregory. No. Oh, over Richards? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I have step on as my third line center. I would put yeah. step on over Richards. Yep. Okay. I think, so, I think, I think he meant more to that era of Ranger that we're talking about than Brad Richards. For sure. But performance based also Richards, I think scored 40 goals. I, I would still I would I take would still, Stepan as my second center okay. every day over Brad Richards. Fair enough. So who's your third line center? Because my third line center was Derek Stepan. I would put I, Richards at third line. I think that's, okay. I think that's totally. That's a good fair. swap. That's a good swap. Yeah. So I have Stepan in the middle. I have Kreider on the left and Kako on the right. Kako hasn't done enough yet. I just I put think, him, I just put him there for Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> he should be and he should be on the first like. Um, I like. I'd rather have Call or uh, Callahan or, or Haglin, but I put. I don't Kaka know if Callahan makes my team. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it. Uh, it has to be St. Louis. 
on the third. Oh, line. Marty St. Louis too. Yeah. yeah. But he was kind of towards the end of his career. Pandemic. We did like the whole podcast for this for the decade teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Yeah. Louis, St. Louis was like I would the end of his career though. I, I, there's just something about him where it's just like. I mean, I love him. I love him. Yeah, he holds. He hold he, those two years for some reason hold a very special place in my heart. I, I would, mm-hmm. I would put St. Louis up there instead of Kako. I, I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> I, I'd have Kako. Uh, your yeah. fourth line for me would be Kako Lafreniere. And that's, my, that's all I care about. And my Kevin fourth Rudy. line, and Kevin Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> my fourth line is Dubinsky in the middle, Grabner on the left, Callahan on the right. No, I would legit have Capococco and Lafreniere on the fourth line, <laughs> like legitimately. Who's, who's centering Brian Boyle? Yeah, yeah. Broussard? I would, I, no, Broussard's not a fourth line guy. He's not a fourth line guy. I mean, if we're yeah, if we're doing it by role, like Brian, oh, has anyone role? exemplified fourth oh, line? Okay. Well, yeah, I was Brian Boyle. I was doing the role. Th- I mean, Dubinsky could play fourth line center and just lock down the top guys. Boy, Fine. imagine. Oh, I, I might have to go back and say Broussard over Richards. Really? All things. I mean, Broussard was great. He was great. Yeah, I was going to say Broussard was definitely up there for me. I don't know where Lee Stipniak is for you, but <laughs> he's up there for me also. Dude, I love Carl Hagelin. I wanted to fit him in somewhere. I, was I love Carl too. Guy. He's great. Uh, he obviously, he's a multiple time cup winner. So. <laughs> All right, let's go to let's go to D now. D was a little Brian, harder. For me. Brian Leach, Adam Fox. Okay, next pair. Well, Le- Le- since well, twenty twelve, Ryan. What do you I do with? have I do have Fox. <laughs> I have I have Fox pair with McDonough. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. No, yep. no one's gonna argue. That's that. it. And then this is where it kind of got tough because like the Rangers haven't had many skilled defensemen in the last ten. Like like Dan Boyle was considered one of the best defensemen we've had in the last ten years. And I was like, that's where Boyle sucked. No, you want to get, right. get Ryan started about his boy Keith Yandel? I I actually had Yandel in here. I took him out. I like Keith Yandel. It's that they didn't I, they handled the property wrong. That's I like it. him too. But I had Delzato and Lindgren. Number, at number two? Him. No, yeah. I no. listen. I, I it, Sorry, I want to shit on Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi as much as you do. Yeah, it, <laughs> the, the end of their tenure has clouded our judgment. But you that's can't. We that's can't your do second this. pair, buddy. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Well, so I had Truba Girardi as the third pair. We lost Greg, but that's that's perfectly fine by me. Um, yeah, he's fr- <laughs> he's running a great yeah. pace. Uh, Truba, Truba Girardi. I, I mean, I'd have Truba on the third pair, and I'd agree with you there. But I, and I'd, I'd, I might actually do Truba Lindgren, shockingly, as the third pair, or Truba Kevin Klein. Maybe Kevin Klein was pair. another going too. He was in there. Right, third pair, Strawman, and you can make a case for here. There's a lot. There's a lot you could do with this. And and then the goalies are kind of obvious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, who, who's your number two? Who's your number two though? Who's your I'd guy? probably go Ronta to be honest with you. Oh, really? I think I think I like Ronta more than Talbot. It's close. I had Talbot. It's close. The Talbot year, the magic is is really there, but I think Ronta is a better overall goalie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's close. Don't forget Marty Biron too. I think Marty Biron was was twenty twelve. Love to lose Greg at the end of podcast. Yeah. Is he just done? No idea. He probably his internet probably went out. So oh, we can probably said, edit this way. He said my internet's out. Dropped on you boys, but. Ryan, Greg, Greg will. I'll text him. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, thanks for all. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> always, always a pleasure. Love you guys, man. It's been Thank great you. to follow you and, and interact with you always. So appreciate it. Good luck on the podcast. And uh, you're doing a great job. I watch. Thank I see you. the social interaction you try and pull in the clips. I know all the tricks of the trade. I see yep. it all. So. I've learned. I've learned from the best. I don't do any of that shit. <laughs> well, as far as the whole interaction, everything goes, though. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I'm saying I don't do any like the clip, the shows, or like the quotes and the still images. It's, it's nice that you do it, and it's that's really the way to do it. But I don't do any of that stuff. It's too much work. Well, you are the king of Rangers Twitter. Thank you. Don't tell Greg's gone. You can you can say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate Thank it, man. Thank you. Later. Appreciate it. Later.
I want to thank my good friends, Greg Kaplan and Ryan Mead, once again, for coming on the show. Always a great time talking to those guys. I love their podcast, Blue Shirts Breakaway. Highly recommend you guys checking it out. You can find them on any podcast platform. Definitely give it a listen and throw them a follow on Twitter, at Ryan Mead, at Blue Shirts Break. Hilarious dudes. I'm sure they'll make another appearance on the show when the season gets going. I know there's not that much to talk about right now in the offseason. It's been a little boring the last week for the Rangers. I mean, I guess when you compare it to the past, you know, eight weeks for the Rangers, this week was a little boring. There's not much going on, but there is a lot going on around the entire NHL playoffs. Nashville has finally made the series a little bit interesting. It looked like Carolina was going to sweep. The Avalanche are the first team to advance. They took down the Blues pretty easily. The Oilers have been struggling a lot against the Jets, which is crazy because with the way Connor McDavid was playing, I think everyone kind of expected the Oilers' offense to take over, but they struggled in games one and game two. I know they've scored four goals tonight. It's currently four to four as we're recording, but the Oilers are struggling very, very much against a Jets team that I did not think was that strong. The Islanders and Pittsburgh have been a great series. I think the Islanders do come out in seven. I said that, I think, from the start that the Islanders win that series. The Leafs and Canadians, that's been a good you know, game one and game two thus far. Kind of surprising that Montreal took game one. I don't think they'll get another one. I think Toronto wins the next three in a row. Tampa, Florida, you guys know I'm rooting for Florida. I really hope they can come back, but I don't see it happening. I do think they will win tonight. I think they'll take one more game at home, but I think Tampa takes the series at, on home ice in game six. And then Minnesota and Vegas. Minnesota has no chance. I, I mean, after blowing a two-goal lead at home to, to Vegas when Vegas scored five and answer goals, like this series is over. Vegas is still my pick to win the cup. I think Vegas wins in game five and the series is over. Um, I think that really is it around the NHL. There's not much news going on. I mean, the Rangers, the Rangers coaching hunt, we we kind of talked about it in the interview. <laughs> It'd be really funny if Alexi Kovalev becomes the next head coach of the Rangers out of a joke that we made, but I don't think that's actually happening. Um, I still think it's going to be Gerard Gallant. I hope it's Gerard Gallant. He's shown success in the past. I think he's just the right guy for the job at the time that we're at right now. I don't see a better candidate. So hopefully we have an answer in the next coming weeks with the Rangers next head coach. And hopefully we hear some more. I know Zach Jones, Colin Blackwell, and Kevin Rooney have been doing really well for Team USA. Over in the IHF World Championships, Colin Blackwell had a sick move in the other night's game. He didn't score, but he made a pretty filthy backhand sauce to himself. It was pretty sick. But not much else to talk about. If you want to ask questions, please send us an email, believeinrangers at gmail.com, B-L-E-A-V-I-N, Rangers, R-A-N-G-E-R-S, at gmail.com. And follow Believe Podcast for more. And also check out the IamBlueYork.com website to get some cool Rangers merch over the summer. They actually have a really cool basketball jersey with like a Rangers theme, Rangers logo to it. So great for the summer weather, great to wear in the sun, great for like a, a day party in the summer. Go check it out. Use code Johnny, J-O-N-M-Y to get 15% off. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I'll talk to you guys later throughout the week and we'll have another good episode coming for you next Monday. Everyone enjoy your, your Memorial Day weekend. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Later. Let's go Rangers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.